0: tuned in to The Council, a show dedicated to Star Wars The Card Game by Fantasy Flight Games. If you like the show, there's a video and an audio-only version linked and listed in the description below. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at FullyOps. Ops. If you're into Star Wars Imperial Assault, also be sure to check out our other podcast, The IA Team. We hope you check us out, but for now, sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome back everyone to The Council, uh, we are here with episode 8 entitled Wars Not Make One Great, uh, which will uh, there's a reason for that and we'll get on to that a bit later, but uh, we've got the usual crew of Misfits so I'm here and I'm joined by current reigning world champion Tom Melucci. how are you doing Tom? Doing great, how are you doing?
1: Pretty good, any,
0: any updates since last time, how have you been, anything special going on in your life?
1: Oh, too many star championships man, busy busy. Busy busy. Oh yeah, we, we ran our Star Wars one the other day. I think we had 19, which is the largest I've seen um, in, the world. in the world. I mean, I, there's a thread on Card Game DB and they, there was one in France with 18 that mm-hmm. I saw. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. We had a bunch of people come up from New York and all the local guys came out and it was really good. Um, good. We, have our, we have our Thrones Store Championship tomorrow. I plan to win, so we'll see how that goes. Good, good luck with that, and uh,
0: great <laughs> news that you guys can, uh, you've got such a, a big and diverse matter, you can reign in the the largest store championship in the world, that's a good thing to have for our current world champion, for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, we
0: also joined again by uh, his lordship, Mick Sipra 2014 world champion, how are you doing Mick? Good Andy. Good, how are you? I know you've been busy with uh, with some, not really, ga- well not, not Star Wars gaming, but a bit of math Gaming,
2: potentially. <laughs> Gaming. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We had the uh, uh, Minnesota State Math Tournament on Monday. Uh, and our team, our math team, this is a high school league, yep. uh, won the season again. Uh, we've won the season the last nine years. For the previous two years, we always fell short at, um, at the state tournament. It's like, you know, the season gets you there, but you yeah. got to perform on that final day. And uh, it was a tough-fought battle, but we won 126 to 122, beating out our rival neighbors. Baby, baby. So,
0: Did you give I them guess, all headbands?
2: well-deserved. <laughs> they all get headbands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Wait,
1: you don't have a pile of those headbands, do you? Oh,
2: uh, man, Tom, I only had the one. and Nice! <laughs>
1: Well,
0: good good to have you back, both of you, and we have this week's guest, or this episode's guest, uh, you know him, you love him, he's over here on my side of the pond, Darth BS, uh, Anton Price. How are you doing, Anton? I'm good, Andy. Thanks for having me back. Pleasure. Always good to have you. How have you been? What have you been up to these past few weeks?
3: Uh, I had my local store championship the other week, and I came second again. Oh, Again. Again. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was good. A rookie took it, which was a big surprise. New to the game. Wow! And he came out and uh, he beat. uh, I'm going to show Callum up for this. He beat beat Callum, who's gone and won four out of five store championships. He's turned up to and he swept him. So um, yeah, it was a big surprise.
0: Is it a rookie with some rookie decks or a rookie with visuals?
3: uh, Running the standard Jedi Navy, he just uh, seemed a good competent card player. So. Great, yeah, came out and surprised everyone. Oh,
0: fab. Well, not not fab for the second place for you, obviously. No, but uh, no. we've uh, I think it a, a bit of a theme over here. Yeah, we're seeing pretty much all the stores that I've been to have. I've seen people picking up the game and new players and tournaments. So that's that's a good sign. I'm running into 2016, so uh, we've got the usual running order of of, of topics today uh, to go through news. Um, then we've actually got spoilers. And, uh, and then Anton's guest topic. But before we do that, I think we've, uh, we've missed it off the show notes, but I just thought we'll do a quick two-minute recap because we're, I think we're pretty much getting to the end of store championship season. I don't think there's that many left, certainly here in the UK. There's maybe one or two weekends left. Um, I've, I've not seen any crazy decks take them. So I think for, for for our part over here in the UK, Anton, apart from your decks, um, most, pe- <laughs> most people running the usual Jedi Navy, is that the mm-hmm. same over there with you guys?
1: Uh, uh, in in the one that we just... Ours... Um, uh, Nick beat me in the finals. He's uh, Dr. Munmun on the... Um, on the Card Game TV. Yeah. Um, he won in the finals. Um, and he was... He had a Brainiac Jedi deck. That was pretty, uh, pretty unique. Uh, I played him in the first round of the finals. And my Sith destroyed his Brainiac deck. Like, just... <laughs> It murdered everything he played, but then the second the second game he got he got both of his layers I killed the first and he just controlled the second um but he was playing he was playing jedi on the other side, but I saw a bunch of stuff with nineteen people there was there was some scum out is. there there was uh that whole that deck we saw in the um the skype tournament that won the the light side capture uh, oh the running deck. the.
2: Trinch release the Kraken deck. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That that um I think there was two or three people playing that, which was pretty interesting. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh but
0: yeah. I was still on Sith. So the immortal question before we get into news then. Um Brainiac. Do we think it's you know, everyone's on the forums raging about the amount of broken combos he can he can pull off. I've not seen them. I know they're there, but I don't. Have think they he's... listed a broken combo? Well, not just just the just <laughs> the amount and flexibility of things that he can do, whether it's bumping up home one or you know Owen getting you more resources, etc.
1: I I think the bigger problem is not that he's broken; he just causes a a bunch of like questions in the game state that like i had a ton of questions uh during our store championship about how he worked uh i saw somebody on on um reddit post in the uh the star wars subreddit that um they were they were talking about brainiac and they're like oh my god he's amazing blah blah, blah. leia can do two or three damage and i'm like no it doesn't work like that you can't do that <laughs> uh but it's that's the problem like it's it's confusing and um not everybody knows how it plays um i think it's good but it takes a lot of setup and it's like higher variance than just like standard jedi right like i could just play normal jedi and smash face and be fine um wait you smash face with jedi oh yeah i love i started
2: playing some bts luke tom
1: Oh, he's so good. He, he seems pretty good. He's pretty,
0: good. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Turn one, BTS, Luke's lightsaber, and sheen training. Scoop. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, good to, good. to see the the store championships doing well, and uh, we'll move on to to regionals in the in the new section. But uh,
1: before we get there, Tom, we've got um, the new spring kit. Kits. Da-da-da. Yes. So, uh, <clears throat> the spring kit showed up at my store yesterday. Mm. So I, of course. Uh, went over there and took one of them so I could <laughs> inspect all the prize support and and share it with you guys. Okay. So uh, far away. So we got the dial, which is in my hand right here. I love that logo. Where have I seen that logo before? Mm. Uh, I'm not sure. I've never seen the logo, mm. but um, Did the Star Wars it's, thing. It's 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 pretty interesting. So the first thing I noticed is that unlike the original dial and like the Nationals dial that me and Anton have, uh, this one does not actually connect. <laughs> Anton showing his off um, guys, The top piece just sits on the base Where the numbers are And it just, it just spins They also added these little um, These little things on the bottom So it's elevated off the table Which is kind of nice oh, okay. uh, One of the other things that I noticed Which is very strange um, After I originally talked about this With you guys earlier The numbers are backwards The dial spins in the opposite direction Um so, so this one spins down when you want to go up. This one you have to spin up to get the numbers, which is kind of messing with my mind. Like I was like trying to, <laughs> yeah, play with it.
2: It's all wrong.
1: yeah, it's all wrong. You, I've spun this dial, I don't know, hundreds of games worth of times, yeah. yeah, and it always it
0: spins out. this way. Have they done it uh, so that it spins because the Death Star goes round Yavin anti-clockwise? I, it doesn't matter. the muscle
2: memory is different than. <laughs> but yeah. They've done it. Feels
1: like they've like done like it feels like they've done it for a theme with reason.
2: The cards.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so that actually, so I I I didn't love this concept at first. The the separate thing, um, we talked about it, and it seems like with some magnets you could actually make that really cool. Although, Fantasy Flight could have just added some magnets or something. Um, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's backwards, that it spins backwards, it really concerns me. I'm not sure how uh, how that's going to be long term. But that's what we got. Play a nudge, but dial up one.
0: Done. I'm
2: sure the Plasticity of your brain will be able to... Yeah,
1: play a nudge. Increase the dive. <laughs> um, Whoopsie. Yeah, so the pack also has uh, a couple new promos. So we have TIE Attack Squadrons. Yep.
0: Um, so we'll put pictures of... I know Tom's got physical copies that he might show at the webcam, but we'll put pictures
1: there. They're in, they're in sleeves, so they're, they're you, need to, you need to put them in okay. some ultra-pro-mat pro, pro mat sleeves, Tom. I know. Um, <laughs> but the TIE Attack Squadron, we'll put pictures on the, the screen. Yep amazing looking and the wedge is the prize also i mean not very playable at this point i don't play wedge pretty much ever but the artwork is really really so
0: tie attack squadron is a participation correct wedge is top two top two and yep. then the dials for the winner dial is for the winner so this is continuing the theme of no no
1: play mats. well this is the What's first, the first kit of no play mats. correct mm. um yeah so so since our last episode um we got this kit. We also got summer kit announcements, which are pretty huge. Um, still no mats in those kits. But they added, um, they're doing generic scum tokens as the prize. So we have no idea what those look like yet. Um, Mix, my yeah, guess. Mick's not
0: a fan. He's always back. He is, he is a uh, fan. Okay. I don't know if he's a fan.
1: <laughs> um, the generic scum tokens, I'm assuming, are going to be like a replacement for focus tokens. Yeah. That's what I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be like the size of the original focus tokens or like the power tokens from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm assuming. And they'll just have a scum symbol on them. Yeah. Um, so those could be really nice. Uh, and that paves the way for them to do,
0: if they're going to do that for scum, it feels like they're going to do it for all factions.
1: So so here's my mind thinking ahead. This is the second kit of the year and we'll get three kits this year, Right. And next year, they announce that they're upping it to four kits. So I assume we're going to get Scum and one other faction, and then next year, all four kits four. will be the other four factions. Gotcha. That that would be my expectation of what they're planning on doing.
0: Yeah. So spring, sure. no tokens. Summer and winter this year, some tokens. and then uh, Okay. Yeah. That would make sense. That would, uh, yeah. If FFG have lined it up like that, that would be pretty good.
3: My only concern about these tokens reading the uh, kit is you only the, the winner takes away the tokens Great. so they're going to be very hardly sought after and we don't know how many you're going to get in a in a set so so Game pretty...
1: of, game of thrones they gave out 15 power tokens in the kit as the prize so it might be 15 and That'd that's that's enough mm-hmm. i think like i would rather have two sets but you might just have like one set that matches your light side, one set that matches your dark, and if you like go over, if you need more than fifteen for a specific game, you just pull from the other side.
3: I hear scum Light like tactics. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the
0: thing. We'll, we'll get sure. onto that. Yeah, they're doing
1: well. that on the opponent stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. They <laughs> need their own <wrong> tokens. <clears throat> um, so yeah, and then we got a couple. Um, we got a couple promos in that kit, of course. Yep. The the prize appears to be. Prince Zizor, which the artwork. Um, not a lot of. I talked to a lot of people who said they didn't like the artwork, but I mm. like it a lot. I think yeah. it looks really nice. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great choice for promo artwork. I think uh, I think Scum's really getting to the point where they're going to be really good. Uh, more on that soon. But uh, he's the base of that, right? Like, I think I think for Scum to be good, he's going to be involved. Just.
2: Oh, yeah. Any any unit that, if you win Edge, can handle three opposing units is a yeah. flagship.
1: Plus, he has Prince's Scheme, which is really one of the best fate guards for... Yeah. Like, it's yeah. almost better oh, Right,
2: Prince's Scheme. Like. I was thinking of uh, Shadows of the Empire, and that's, uh, uh, that's that can shut down cool. a lot of strategies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think across the board, uh, ZZor's Pod is solid, so I think it's going to get a lot of play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Going forward, and um, and now we have some promos for it, which I love love promos. The other one,
0: I know you weren't so much of a fan of this one, actually, Tom. said so the participation for the summer kit has been announced as the Lady Luck in the 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 classic timeless pod. I think FFG said something similar like to that. The, the, staple the staple of, of all scum deck uh, smuggler decks.
1: The Lady Luck. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I actually art, quite like that. The artwork is cool. Um... But like, I just think there's better choices for mm. smugglers. Like Falcon, we don't have a Falcon promo. Yeah. If you want to say there's a staple of the, We don't have a
2: Falcon promo. We don't have yes. a
1: Falcon promo. We
0: don't have a. We don't have a. We don't have a Han.
1: No, we have Han. Do we?
0: Hey, we got Han. Han, Han was store Shoot championship. For. Like the first store championship. But that, that's rubbish,
3: isn't it? Is that no. No. Sure? no, 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 no. So yeah. I'm his blasters shooting out right across the. Yeah. Was, uh, two oh, years
4: ago. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, God,
3: mind blank. That was Freeholder madness. Gotcha.
2: Freeholder mm. yeah. madness. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah, awesome, so. yeah.
1: Um, we we also have we have Chewie recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that there's many other. It's Lando
3: um, as well, well. is not there?
1: Oh, yep. Lando oh, yeah. came out recently.
3: Um, Are they trying this, to make us play scum, uh, smuggler cards? Ah, uh, is- yes, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: yeah, that's it. It's, it's Lando, Chewie, and, uh, uh, Falcon yeah. seems like it will be in the pipeline
0: then. It's kind of a no-brainer for you.
1: Yeah, it's, but, like, I just, that, that line specifically, the whole, you know, a staple card of Smugglers and Spies, like, mm. I think it's good. I don't think it's a bad card. Um, I think it, it, I mean, it's more important to Smuggler vehicle decks than, yeah. but it's not, Fal- what, it's not what Palpatine is to Sith.
2: Yeah, no, it's yeah. not. Poor word the Millennium Falcon is to, 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 smugglers. to smugglers
0: yeah <laughs> and, and it's an interesting thing whilst we talk about the Falcon and, and cards that haven't haven't had a an alt art there's a couple that I think would like the Falcon is one of those cards that I think the the original art on is so gorgeous that mm-hmm. the falcon flying through I think it's in cloud city isn't it That artwork. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: enough, so the Falcon probably would be like a, a
1: the first and second place prize yeah be, yeah. It would be
2: the
1: rarer one. And, and like, you could also just do a Falcon promo for the uh, the the Rogue Squadron Falcon that a lot of people are playing right now with, with Sluice or with Rebels. You know, like, it doesn't have to be the other Falcon. I would prefer it to be 72 because that's the Falcon that I prefer playing. Um, but, you know, there are other Falcons. It's just weird that we don't have a Falcon promo yeah. at this point. Um, but I think they, they, they started to realize that we had a very heavy, like, lots of uh, Jedi and Sith promos. We've talked about this in the past. Um, and then they, they finally started realizing, like, oh, we need to start doing some other ones. Because there's a lot of big names in Jedi and Sith. But, you know, uh, they finally started doing, there's a lot more Navy ones and Rebel ones recently. And uh, now we're getting some scum and some smugglers. So. Um, so how
2: do we feel about the fact that uh, it doesn't look like we're getting playmats anymore.
0: For the for the seasonal kits.
1: Uh... For the seasonal
2: kits. Yeah. Um my okay, stack in the other room too.
1: is okay with it. <laughs> um but the thing is is oh, it's um <laughs> the the it's not great for newer players. No, this is what but I was say. FFG did just announce uh like four new playmats for thrones, like that you can buy. And they did that a while back for Netrunner. They had four playmats that you could buy. So they might just be starting to think like hey we'll just sell playmats for most of the games and then we'll give away playmats at store champs and regionals and above because those events still have some unique playmats coming out and the game night kids you just get a bunch of acrylic stuff so.
3: yeah we had the Force Awakens can... playmats didn't we they released yep. them
1: yep. yep they sold those so
2: i can understand it you know the people's collections of playmats are getting larger at this point if they've been playing the game for a while but there was something particular in the beginning of the game that you'd you'd play in that top prize you would get a unique playmat for that season kit like i wanted that mara jade playmat so i brought my a game for it and then i I wanted the leia playmat and i got it off of the tears of shad (laughs) like it was so good Nice. Um, and I, I have a friend who, like, he went specifically to one of the Thrones regionals recently, and won it. And like, he plays with that Thrones mat because there was, <laughs> you know, it was a top prize. He was the only one at that tournament to get it. There are other people who got it at the season kit, but it's like that way you earn your prize yeah, it, as it, opposed it, to pay 1995
0: and get. I'm with you, and, and that is a real thing because I. It's not Star Wars, but the the new is it the regional kit for thrones i will be battling my ass off to try and win. right
2: yeah so there are exclusive prizes still so it has shifted and it's like well i want that i want a dial i'm going to bring my a game for that dial but i think as an entry uh, a lot of people still really like playmats.
1: yeah i mean the, the problem is also uh you're you're looking at this from a perspective of you guys usually only run one game night kit per season, right? Right. Um, not all metas do that. Like, our our meta, we try to run a game night kit every three weeks. We basically play, we do one every week, but it's uh, it alternates between Star Wars, Netrunners, and Thrones. So, like, we're running um, a lot of game night kits. So, when we order kits, we order, like, ten of each kit. And like everybody ends up getting the mat eventually, right? So it's not so, as if, uh,
2: if you've already won the play mat, you just pass it down to the next highest person. Yeah.
1: yeah, or or sometimes if we have big events coming up, I'll like I'll take them and I give them out. Like I uh, I I won a second of the uh, the summer Vader play mat, but I gave it out at the store championship. That oh, I okay. So yeah. like like an extra, we gave it to fifth place. Um, I also gave my Tarkin my judging mat because. I had like three of them already. I gave that to last place. They were happy about that. So, um, yeah, just
0: yeah. It's an interesting move. It's um. It's clearly not especially now, the Tom that you've mentioned that it comes in a not in the usual cardboard box. It's a smaller padded bag, effectively. Yep. That's got to shave save, shave them, save them
1: some shipping. Um, the kits were cheaper too. Yeah. That's... which is um which is good for like stores that are buying 10 of each kit mm-hmm. you know um and, and it... for stores that struggle to make the cost back on some of these kits as well where it's you know
0: 20 20 pounds 30 dollars and you only get four or five people turn up yeah um, it's, it, that's a, a step in the right direction but i do i do see what you're saying mick about that there is a draw around a play mat it's the one thing everyone wants a nice play mat to play on um
1: i'm, I'm kind of okay with the um playmats staying at the the bigger events though like store champs regionals they should keep their playmats like if they get rid of the playmats at those levels then it'll be kind of weird but like for a new player to come in play a bunch of games maybe get some tokens which would be cool and then be ready to play at a store championship and and get top four and earn a mat like yeah i think that's cool i agree
0: well that's the that's the new two kits the spring and summer both both uh Tom's already got the spring. Summer will be with us shortly, but we'll move on to uh, US regionals. You guys have had the dates announced for that, so. Uh, so yeah, you've had the regionals. I know we're over in the UK. We've had our uh, five or six regionals announced for a couple of maybe best part of a month
1: now. You guys have have caught up. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they finally got <laughs> announced. We um, I think we have 22 total.
2: That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was. It's down. There was twenty four last year, which is unfortunate. So you guys last year
0: it was definitely kind of a region, and then with like that tri state area or whatever it was, had, had they, three regionals, didn't it?
1: They had eight regions. Each region got three. This year, the U.S. got rid of the concept of regions, and they just tried to put them in populated areas, essentially. Okay. Um, but we got a few less. I think Star Wars got twenty two where um i think netrunner and thrones are around 25 26 so those games are a little bit more popular um got a few more regionals
0: so for those of you watching on the 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 youtube show rather than the audio podcast would there's a map and a list of all the regionals flying up in the center there um tom are there any um any regions that or any areas of the country in the the u.s that, that kind of got
1: left out or uh yeah i mean um so so my first of all my store didn't get a regional which i'm salty about but you know it's okay Uh, Connecticut got the regional and they have they have a pretty small meta like they only have about two active Star Wars players down there and I I go to a lot of their events and I bring people from my meta to kind of like try to support them Um, but they got the Star Wars event and like like I said earlier we had 19 people for our store championship they had five and three of them were people from my meta so it kind of sucks. A lot of the people that play Star Wars tend to be like, you know, older people, responsibilities, jobs, you know. And uh, I've talked to a lot of the people from my local meta and they're probably not going to go to the Connecticut regional because it's just mm-hmm. – it, it takes a little bit too much time to drive. How far to is pop. that? It's about two hours. It's it's not mm-hmm. that bad for certain people but like I have – a lot of the players have kids. and you know, They just can't get away for a long day. Holy crap. Mate. That's
0: okay. <laughs> um, and the so fifth, that's, fifth council member, uh, Aslan.
1: Aslan. <laughs> Sorry, no, him. no, it's fine. It's fine. You
2: yeah. do not grant him the rank of master.
1: No, no. no. And he's upset. <laughs> he's upset. <laughs> uh, I I also noticed that like the whole like Virginia area kind of got screwed a little bit. Like um, I think there's there's a New York City regional. And there's a Connecticut regional. And then the next closest regional is like North Carolina. Um, And then I think if you go west, it's kind of like Ohio or something. So like the whole like Virginia area, which I know a bunch of players like Dante and Jason, they're all from that area. Um, There seems to be nothing like they have to drive um, four or five plus hours in any direction to get to a regional, which kind of sucks. Yeah. I think last year they had one in Maryland, which was at least slightly closer than New York or North Carolina. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, losing two regionals seems like it made it a little bit more spread out for a couple metas, which isn't great. Were there any
0: plus sides to moving away from the, uh, the, the, the eight regions that we saw last year? Do
1: you think not for my region? I don't know about other regions specifically. Um, I know that my region was one of the regions that lost one. Like we went from last year having Massachusetts, Connecticut and Maryland. That was a region, even though I don't know how Maine to Maryland is a region. Um, we had three and one of the lost region uh, regionals was out of our region. So, gotcha. um, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely wasn't great for us. I don't know how it affected other people.
2: I think I think uh, we lost a region or a regional in my region, too, because okay. uh, last year I think it was FFG, uh, the Chicago area in Madison, and there's not one in Madison. So okay. my nearest other uh, regional was over in Chicago.
1: How far is that for you? Like That's like why? an eight hour drive. Oh, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, I might so, go. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. <No laughs>
1: dedication. It, it's. It's tough because, like, even though the game might not be as popular as Thrones or Netrunner, that doesn't mean that there's not groups all across the U.S. They're just smaller groups. Mm -hmm. So having less regionals just means that people have to travel further, which unfortunately just isn't possible for some people, right? Like, I'm I'm going to North Carolina for the Star Wars and the Thrones regionals because, thankfully, they're on back-to-back weekends. And I have a childhood friend that lives there, so I'm going to hang out in North Carolina for a week and participate in those but not everybody's going to be able to do that you know so it's a little unfortunate
0: well so yeah we've got the full list of us regionals so as i say map and locations in the middle uh but as well as the regionals locations being announced uh it's, it's about time we saw some prizes as well because it's not too long so it's nice to see where ffg putting the news article out for regional prize support people know what they will be traveling for uh, so this is across the world obviously uh, regional prizes we have a lovely playmat. mat um, so as we've said the summer and spring kits don't have a mat regionals and, and store championships do so it's a 3PO 3PO on Endor it's a pretty sweet play mat I know a lot of Ewok players over here will be <laughs> loving that playmat.
1: Yes, uh, I've seen a lot of Ewok love for that on uh, Card Game TV, <laughs> and hate actually.
0: Yeah, There's... I'm I'm kind of, I, I'm. It's not. A, it wouldn't make my top three mats. I would say, uh, but I could so see why people. So I'm
1: I'm not. I, I I was having a conversation with Mick about this the other day. Right. And lately, every time I see new play mats, the C3PO one and the uh the Tarkin one and and specifically that thrones one the the stark mat looks amazing but like i look at a mat and i'm like oh my god that mat is sweet
0: you're never going to play and it.
1: then i'm like shit i'm never going to use it <laughs> ever um but
0: i don't uh, know how many people
2: can relate to you
0: tom no like yeah i know four, i know yeah. I <laughs> this is coming from the guy who used the same mat that in a netrunner world championship you didn't actually run a netrunner mat did you no,
1: no. No. Why would you? I, play, would I play Thrones on my. Uh, so I I figured out that the way Vader holds his fist, it's a perfect spot to put my house card for Thrones. <laughs> like Vader's holding up my house card. It's amazing. Um, but uh, but I I'm eventually going to take a bunch of the play mats in the stack that I always talk about, yeah. and I'm going to frame them and I'm going to put them downstairs, mm-hmm. in my like big game room, and that mat is like it's beautiful, it's really bright and colorful, and it's like. It'll look great on the wall, and essentially what I want to have eventually is like one mat with all the major characters, and that's a great C-3PO mat, which we haven't seen him on a play mat yet. True. Um, I expected when we eventually saw a C-3PO mat, R2 would be on it as well, which he's not, so eventually we're going to have to get an R2 mat now. Yeah. But uh, no, I think the mat's really good. And yeah,
0: the mat's really it is. Good. And like I say, it's, it's a nice bright mat rather than
1: a kind of dull.
2: Is there any artwork for cards with both three PO and R two? Uh
1: These yeah, models? this whatever this whatever this box is. Oh yeah, the oh, prep- yeah. Yeah. Pre- preparation. preparation. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, this wouldn't have been a good map, so like that um Yeah. I don't know, they'll figure something out. Yeah. They might have like R two with like Luke or something, because we haven't gotten a lot of Luke mats either. Yeah, so. Promo
0: R2 is is only a matter of time I'm sure. Wasn't yeah.
2: there a pilot loop, mat at Nationals? I don't
1: want to talk about it. <laughs> yes, there was. yes, there was. It's not that bad. It's just... <laughs> I right, hate you
0: guys. Uh, so, as well as the map, which I think is for top eight, there's uh, the, spot, the credit card spot gloss affiliation, uh, the reversible plastic one, uh, which is Jedi and Sith. I, I looked
2: closely, about... and it looks like they actually have numerals on their resource mm-hmm. boxes now. woo
1: they're exponentially worse than the ones last year because they're susceptible to brainiac
2: (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah if you want to get around yeah just
1: that was actually a judge's question at the store championship uh last week somebody was like uh his thing doesn't have a numeral i was like well either Brainiac can affect it or he can't use it for resources. You guys decide. <laughs> I just walked away. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um I I almost wish they had not put in the one put the one on there because it would have been at least consistent with last year's mm-hmm. and I would love to have all three of those.
2: But wasn't there like two years ago they had the smugglers and uh, scum and villainy. Yeah,
1: yeah but it's but this is has- it. But it has a number, but it's the old style. It's not the full R. Old style, I see. Yeah. So, yeah. so this is this is the third different. It's I don't actually... know why that was just sitting right next to me. on my desk.
0: Because <laughs> you've got one of everything.
1: Well, yeah, and this is this is the the non-numeral yeah, and This yeah. is. But yeah, I mean, um, I I thought they would. Yeah. Exactly. <gasps> yeah. Except for only one of those hardwood <laughs> qualities.
0: Looks like a droid is staring at me. Yeah that's the other side <laughs> okay um, so those spot gloss affiliations that, that's top, top four, four. yeah yep. Yep. and then some more damage we get another set of damage tokens for, uh, for a bit further down the pile they've changed the colour uh, on these and they've also given us a, uh, the two damage token which is, is new um, so you get a set of ones a set of twos and a set of threes which is uh, I don't know two
2: bill. So, sorry mate the two dollar bill. Two
0: dollar bill, <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, new again. This is, I think, for new players. I don't think I would swap out my 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 set of, of tokens at this point, for unless the tokens that they come out with are gorgeous, um, and I, I just don't have space for a, a, like a split set of twos anywhere
1: i know a lot of people that have like one set of the tokens from last year yeah or, t- or two years ago um and i will be looking to trade all of my new tokens for more of the, the old, old. Tokens. so if somebody if one of the newer players that might just have one set of the old tokens wins a set and they want to trade me their other set get in touch come hit me up
0: his twitter also, handle is below also
1: also i have like 50 of these things <laughs> <laughs> way too many of these <laughs>
2: It was pretty intimidating when I went to the Kansas City Regional uh, two summers ago, and I played in the final round against Flip the Force.
1: Oh, because he has um, like
4: so- Yeah, he's
2: got this gigantic poker jackpot pile of tokens. <laughs> and like so while he you. draws you his cards, just... thinking it over, going into an edge valley, just like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, if we're talking about being intimidated by someone with a mountain of tokens, Mick, you can't.
2: You, well, like after that experience, like I've started doing that with my tokens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because, yeah, Tom and I
1: but commentated your, one of your, your to- games. And your tokens all... are even scarier because people can't tell what they are because <laughs> yeah. they're so worn out. It's like, is that damage or focus? I don't know what's going and the to pile, And
0: the pile just gradually seeps onto the board. I think we, oh, Chewbacca's taken 82 well, damage got, for no I, reason. I
2: got that style of play from uh, uh, Nathan Ferrero. Okay. Uh, okay. Cause he plays with this gigantic horde of tokens. Like I saw him doing that in the 2013 worlds. I mean, I probably always kind of did it too. It's just like, Oh, that's sweet. You can't tell what's going on. <laughs> Not that I want to create a confusing. Judge. Words.
1: This is how Mick wins. <laughs> can't tell
0: what's going on. Oh man. So, uh, yeah. Damage tokens as well. Um, so again, I don't know whether i doing an, this is the second set of damage tokens we've seen. We're now in our, we've seen our second set of focus tokens last year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some more shields come out at some point. So,
1: the the problem with the shields, right, is... I thought they would have done shields this time around mm. at regionals. Because um the only shields that the card game has are from worlds, right? Which means they're very rare. There's only, like, 16 sets of them. And um people already have damage. A lot of people have damage. So, like, I thought they would have done... Shields as a big event. If they now give out shields the rest of the year, mm. it's gonna either if they follow suit with the whole scum tokens and do all the tokens. That means shields aren't gonna go into a game night kit, which means they have to either wait till next year's store champs, store champs, or regionals, or nationals um, maybe participation or in nationals, or they'll do them. Uh, they did a top thirty-two at nationals for these these um these acrylic tokens, the commit tokens. They might do top 32, but I don't know that they'll do a participation token. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, those force commit ones were top 32? I thought they were more exclusive.
1: Top 32. Oh, just,
0: okay. No one just, just, I don't think no one uses them. It's, it's, apart from Tyler.
1: Tyler. Tyler yeah. loves them. Yeah. He, he always probably just... why
2: I think everybody uses them.
0: <laughs> just him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, there's also a. Uh, a promo card, it's something I'm really happy to see in the game. It's uh, the Sith Library uh, alt art. Um, I'm not sure. Which Sith, yeah. Which
2: Sith Library?
0: Is it from Vader? Which Sith Library? Vader doesn't number have 20. a same name. No, no, it's no, no, so yes.
1: uh, It's, it's probably, Heart <laughs> <Empire>. <laughs> <laughs> probably
2: Heart of the Empire.
1: It's wrong. That's probably Heart the Empire. No, I, it has to be. I, I would think Palpatine's the number one option. If it's somehow not Palpatine, maybe Mara.
3: Um, council. But, I think he, or Council.
1: Yeah. Um, I, it has to be Palpatine, though, right? Like, he has three promos in his pod already. Um, you go to four, then they reprint the four-stroke promo with Palpatine's number. You have a full promo set, except for the objective. Be pretty sweet. sweet.
2: Well, I want you some art, Emperor's Web.
1: What, what we need to ask, we need to ask FFG officially, if I take a little sticker and I put it on the bottom of a promo with a different number on it, can I use it in a different pod? Because at least then it represents the pod that it's supposed to be in. As long as the sticker with the number on it goes over the objective set and not the guy's health. Yeah, I'm sure well, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Palpatine has two, two, 204 health. Oh. <laughs> Shoot, shoo. uh, Yeah, that would be way too broken. Uh, four, five health, that's good. Yeah. Um, no, but if you could do that, like... Um, for something like these Sith libraries, that'd be awesome. Like, just use them all over the place. Yeah. Um, and that would make me way more interested in them printing more uh, cards that show up in different pods, right? Or uh, really just all the basic resources. Like, give me a promo Dagobah Training Grounds that I can use in any set that has a Dagobah Training Grounds. Same with
0: this one, yeah. That'd, that'd be great. One of them. Um, Full set of these altar libraries if you can, really. Yeah.
2: That, it, would act- it does need to be noted
0: somehow.
3: Yeah, exactly. Because, exactly. That's when, what I mean. When, when,
2: when be... my okay. opponent plays a Sith library, like, I want to know... Well, I mean, generally you know, but if, if that's a Sith library number 22, it's like, whoa, hold on. Mm. What's going on? Yeah. Or maybe he's playing Janus G. I love Janus G. <laughs> Got a new pot of the Sith library in it.
1: Baby, baby. Mixing it up. I don't know. It would be an interesting conversation with them for sure. Um, yeah. It would make me have to go find two more Force Shooks.
0: You'll find them I'm sure you'll dig him up somewhere Tom.
1: i would I would find them somewhere uh,
0: and then obviously the winner takes home as always it's, they've not changed up the design like they did in previous years, but the winner takes home the, the buy at national and uh, the acrylic trophy uh, yes so, so- still the 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 oval uh, they i think in two thir- thousand and thirteen it was quite an angular trophy twenty 2014 fifteen it was the oval yeah um, and it's
1: they've kept that way. It looks the same, yeah. Um, I wrote a note down, I I've heard that you know how they added a second Nationals or whatever. So so previously we've always had Gen Con <coughs> and our playmats would say North America Championship. And um this year they added a US Nationals at the Origins Game Fair. Yeah. Which happens in like Columbus in like June. And then later in August Gen Con is now going to have an official North America championship. So I've heard that the buy at regionals is only good for a national, which would be Origins, not Gen Con. Mm -hmm. Because Gen Con is a different level event now. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting because I don't know if. Yeah, Mixie, you look confused. I don't know. This is what I've heard. Uh, I
2: understand what's going on. It's just. That's. Okay.
1: Also, is the buy at nationals good for a continental championship like north america or is it good for worlds they haven't announced that yet i don't think so no it's interesting
0: well yeah well hopefully they will and yeah especially if if the community starts asking these kind of questions what what can i use the the buyout uh you know there'll be an article or a response i think somewhere on the forums at least so
1: we'll see see what they come out with but, uh, can I can I interrupt us for a second yeah, cuz uh, this this just got posted online by uh John from the New York Meta. This is a May the Force Yoda custom promo out of New York. Baby baby. It's absolutely amazing. Sorry for that interruption. John. It's absolutely amazing. Call me, yeah. bro. <laughs> it looks
0: really good. And, uh, so we'll put a picture up in the uh in the, in the middle there but that's uh, the New York guys John Heath Park over there they're amazing at getting promos done for their local meta uh, somehow Tom manages to swindle getting copies of them
2: wow that is amazing <laughs> looking
0: but if uh, you'll put it oh it's one twelve Yoda <laughs> yeah I it, said May the but, if, if you can get up to New York and see those guys and play in a tournament with them and see A they're great players um, go, yeah. go and shake their hands and say hello uh, but B get, get a hand uh, on one of those promos, and then ship it to England. I will pay good money. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> regionals done. Price support around. That's good. Um, so we'll move on. The next one we've got a bit of news on the European Championship over here uh, in uh, our side of the pond. Over in it's going to be scheduled for July. Uh,
1: we are on um, the 1- July one July tournament. Sixteenth July twenty sixteen July 2016 or Twenty sixteen. Are you talking about the player
0: based? Yeah, the player the player based uh, rather than the FFG official uh, European tournament, which we'll come to. Uh, but yeah, we've the community over here, specifically over in Spain, have been putting together a European Championship so that we can, you know, compete on the same kind of level as you guys and have an event between regionals and worlds because um, we didn't get an official nationals for a couple of years either. So uh, it's on the sixteenth and seventeenth of July, the one v one tournament. 2016, and uh, we'll put a link uh, down in the description and some some images over in the center as well. But we're starting to see um, some of the price support come out for that. So there's some gorgeous um, kind of gem effect shield tokens as well. So if you haven't managed to get your hands on any of the world's top 16 shields, here's here's an option for you if you're over this side of the pond. Some gorgeous shield tokens. Um, so a bunch, I know a bunch of us over here in the UK are going to sort out. Uh, a big hotel try and get uh, kind of an N8 or 10 room uh, complex kind of going on and we'll stay together and stay in Barcelona for a week that's not too bad uh, but yeah check it out if you can get over to, to, to Spain uh, sometime in July it'll be good to see you and uh, yeah keep an eye on the news coming from, from these guys as well and so escalating up so we've had we've had the you know the, the tournament kits regional support has been announced the regional's dates and um, the European Championship is making some some steps forward. There's been a huge announcement around worlds, hasn't there, Mick? Mick, this is kind of pertains to your local store, uh, the event center. Um, Star Wars is splitting out and getting its own World Championship weekend. So, yeah,
2: the Star Wars weekend. Uh, so next year, well, I guess it's this year, but November 2016, it will be all of the games together. At once, As uh, just like it was the previous year, but they were packed on space and they had to start on a Wednesday. Yeah. Now there, there's no additional games being added for this Worlds, right?
1: Uh, there actually will be one think, less because they won't be doing Cthulhu this year, and L5R won't be out by then. Yeah.
2: Okay. Right. Okay. So so one yeah. less, but Armada was out uh, during Worlds this year. Um. Yes. And I, you know, I felt bad for the X Wing players because they had to, if they wanted to compete, and that's a competitive group, they had to come in on a Wednesday already. So the weekends are getting long. Um, so that'll be all normal. And then the following year, 2017, they're getting split. Who gets the kids? Yay mm-hmm. is going to have the Star Wars, all of the Star Wars games. Uh, which is the the card game and the miniature game, the miniature game, and the other miniature game. <laughs> <laughs> all of the minis games. Yeah, all of, uh, and the other weekend gets the rest of the card games. All those. So, which is, I mean, it's interesting. I, I think it's great to, to split it up into a Star Wars weekend and do a card game weekend, but uh, honestly, I don't see a lot of the miniature people switching over to the LCG in their spare time. Whereas I see that more from um, cross pollination between the the card game players.
1: Yeah, I'm I've I've sure talked to a lot of here. I, I've talked to a lot of the local Thrones and Netrunners players from my meta who would travel to worlds and depending on schedule and usually they play one of those two games as their primary and they'll play Star Wars as the secondary if it if it doesn't overlap and um, they're all kind of in this mode of like will it be worth it to go in May? Am I going to do two trips? You know? Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a little bit, uh, I mean, for some people's schedules, like myself, it'll be a little bit strange uh, doubling up and doing November immediately into May. But then after that, it'll just be every May. Um, I only get two personal days a year, so that's used on Worlds. So I'm not quite sure what that will wind up being um, this upcoming year. It, it all depends on if the, the November one falls on a break or not. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like once we get past this initial hurdle where it's doubled up, then people can uh, then it'll be usual for people. But if uh, yeah, there are players who want to do um, X ex- like want to do the May and the November one, which I'm likely to do. You know for for Thrones. Um, I was talking to another person. It's like yeah, this is kind of doubling my fee because it was sixty dollars to get into Worlds and ten dollars per additional game you play this last year. Yeah, and it's like, well, you know, that that's seventy dollars for Thrones and Star Wars. But if they're doing the same thing with two different worlds, that's now one hundred and twenty dollars.
1: And honestly, really, that is nothing in comparison to the cost of the flights in the hotel for two separate weekends. Oh, like, yeah. You know, you're talking. If you're talking local people, that that's that's really that's really, honestly, insignificant compared to having to fly to Minnesota twice. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. And then I'm I'm on the opposite side of like Star Wars the card game being my primary game, means that if I have to choose from the two weekends, I should be choosing the Star Wars weekend. But currently, I don't play any of the miniatures games. Like I own X-wing, I own Imperial Assault, but I barely play them uh so going to worlds for one event is kind of i don't want to say not worth it but it's there's not enough stuff going on where like i actually see myself picking up um i've been i started playing some imperial assault i've been talking to andy about it a lot he loves it it um so i uh i've been picking up some imperial assault to kind of hopefully have two options um to play while i'm there um but for somebody who primarily plays Star Wars the card game and primarily plays card games specifically yeah. um, the split kind of hurt me a little bit more than some other people. But I see myself going to both. I've been loving Thrones and uh, the Thrones card game is sweet so I will want to compete in that and I think overall it's a good decision. Yeah,
0: overall it's a good one and it's it's one of these decisions where it, there's always going to be some people who are better off uh, and some people who, who are worse. Um, yeah. it sounds like your friends who who don't want to particularly make the two trips and pay for two weeks in hotels and 120 dollars yeah. painful uh for me i currently unless i really get into thrones a bit more than i am uh imperial assault and star wars i'm a happy boy i can still play both those can st- kill, still come and see both of you guys and hang around with mick in his, his hometown what uh, happens
1: what happens when they announce that the world play mat the world champion playmat for thrones has stands on it like you just have to jump on a flight immediately. <laughs> oh baby, then I'll I'll go. Have like a, I'll have like to like go a, change
0: my pants and
1: like uh, a yeah. rocky type training exercise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will put the theme song on and we'll play some Skype uh, Thrones. Uh, to be honest, I will. I'm
0: planning on getting into Thrones a lot a lot more. I just it's Imperial Assault has taken my time, uh, yeah. but I'm kind of at a point now where I'm. I think I can take take my foot off the gas a little bit and uh, and dabble on other things. So that will be Thrones for me. Over the next few months, but uh, yeah, still still good. And on a plus side for a Star Wars gamers, Minnesota in May rather than Minnesota in November. Uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of being stuck in the airport for, for a day, that was not cool. I did get
1: to play some games,
0: um, in, in the airport.
1: Wait, why were you stuck in the airport for
0: a day? Uh, snow, my flight <laughs> got cancelled on the way home in 2014.
1: Oh, that's brutal, yeah, yeah, so yeah.
3: So, for those of us who don't go to Worlds, yep. like me, okay. um, obviously this change has also sort of changed up the seasonal um, uh, yeah. approach. Yeah. So, um, I'll let you guys discuss that one because it's quite interesting, I think.
0: Well, yeah, so the way with bringing Star Wars Worlds to, to May, uh, there was either going to be a year where the gap was 18 months or where the gap was six uh, when they adjust it, so they decided. FFG decided to to make it six. So we'll have a Worlds in November 16, and then we'll have Worlds pretty much straight away again in in May 17,
1: which means we will have the shortest reigning World Champion. Yeah. Yeah, of Star Wars the Card Game. Not,
0: so yeah. I'll, I'll still take it, to be honest, yeah. Tom. I'd still yeah. take it. Um, but what it does mean is that um, FFG, as well as switching up the World Championship season, it's not quite enough time in those six months to do store championships, regionals, nationals, ready for the Worlds again. Um, so what they've done is they've scrapped store championships that year, will come back in November after Worlds, straight in, basically straight into a regional season, um, and then it will bump up from there but from that point on the star wars games and pretty much every other non-star wars license game will when we're having our store championships the other games will have their regionals when we have our regionals the others will have their store championships so they're, they're kind of out of phase from
1: beginning yeah. you know, and we'll have
2: four game. season kits too
1: yeah yeah yep so they're, they're up into four game night kits which is nice a lot of stuff coming I don't love what they did with the inverse schedules. Personally, as a player who plays both sides of the uh, pool, right, that basically means I'm going to have more events for some games, but they're less important events, and I'll have less events for the more important games, right? But really, if you look at the schedule, you have Worlds in November, and then the regional, the, the season starts from November to, like, February, and then it looks like March and April have nothing, And then you go into the Star Wars worlds. And then immediately after Star Wars worlds, you then get another four months of the opposite events. And then again, you have nothing in September and October. uh, And then you go into the other worlds. They could have, instead of having a four-month regional or store championship season, they could have had like a three-month and said, okay, we're going to do three months of Star Wars regionals. And then after that, do three months of the other games regionals. Or, or store championships if they're gonna they just didn't need to directly overlap you know what I mean yeah um, but I mean I don't I don't know how much it's gonna matter the thing that's really interesting on here is that they they haven't given us any information about what's gonna happen to nationals next year mm-hmm. uh, it just literally says from January to December nationals for both so it kind of seems like they're gonna let different countries run their nationals when they want maybe or we don't really know what's going to happen to kind of do that already don't they i mean
0: ffg run the us and uh, north american nationals but then over here in europe it's the distributor well, or the community
2: Yeah, it might just be with the turnaround that they don't do a nationals this first year yeah
1: the, yeah that might be the case but they um i'm just saying it doesn't seem like they're going to consistently like if they're going to have Uh, Star Wars Worlds in May they're not going to run Star Wars Nationals again in June at Origins next year because why have your Nationals a month after? That doesn't make any sense. So um, August is
2: still fine.
1: And August is for the North America Championship which while we're talking about all this they also in this announcement uh, said that they will officially have European championships, like an official FFG European championship starting next year. High five,
3: Anton. I need to get a passport. Oh, (laughs) come on. (laughs) I'll high five. I'm going to come and
1: win it. Oh, yeah. Anton, have your passport back. Yeah, get your passport. You're not coming
3: to the top. I've got to get get past my wife as well. That's the the bigger problem.
1: Mick will teach you how to do that. (laughs) I think you just have to be stealthy. So, yeah, he's just he's, he's stealthy. Genius.
0: Um, I mean, but in terms of... sorry, you hit the nail on the head. There's a lot of these changes to uh, the competitive scene kind of to fit Worlds in. So as someone who's not been to Worlds, um, how do, how what's your opinion of it now that effectively you've been told that you're not going to get a store championship season next year? Um, that
1: that's you, not true. You will get one. Well, early It'll in the After Worlds. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> well... What I've experienced over this store championship, being uh, like on the one of the main community members on the Facebook, there are so many um, collisions with different people running different events. It's all clumped up. So we got we're having numbers dragged away from other card games so that people can go play Thrones or something. Splitting it up, hopefully, I'm hoping means that we can get more numbers into the games because there's not going to be too much conflict. Yeah, so that's what that's I'm hoping. It's a great for. point.
1: But- but that is specifically why if they took the six months and used three and three separated instead of four months with both both sets of games running at the same time and then two months of nothing, um, there is overlap. Like, I scheduled all my store championships around my entire region's schedule, basically, which involved Star Wars, Thrones, Conquest, Netrunner, um, Imperial Assault, X-Wing, everything, basically. Yeah. And... Uh, it's it's tough to do like i when i'm considering all of rhode island all of massachusetts all of connecticut and then there's some people that'll come up from new york and some people that'll come down from like new hampshire and maine and and vermont like i did i was trying not to overlap so much stuff and it still happens like it it's tough mm-hmm. and maybe ffg could help if they took control of it with the scheduling but based on how they've scheduled regionals i'm not so sure that i'd love that so i don't know it, it's we'll i really i really just wish it was a three month three month with no overlap and they utilize those other two months and if you really separated it like that you would have far less overlaps
3: which i think be- it's going to come down to is that it's, we're going to rely on the community members to really push these events out so that everyone knows about them and just keep the seasons flowing so i, yeah. I think
1: i think we're already in that state like Without the community doing what they do, none of these games would be surviving, right? Like, my local meta, specifically, um, has gone from nothing to being apparently one of the largest metas in the world. And not just for Star Wars. Like, we might have had the largest Star Wars tournament, but we also had 42 people for our Netrunner Store Championship. And I've seen maybe two or three Netrunner Events uh, Store Championships this season beat that, like have more people uh and that's that's netrunner like and and we have our thrones one tomorrow i hope we get huge numbers for that too because the meta's is really booming around here it's just it takes a lot of time and effort like yeah for sure but as you say we kind of that's
0: no change to how we currently do it i guess yeah exactly nice. it's yeah but yeah, don't want to dwell on on it too long because we've we're we're known for going on to the you know, two plus hour episodes and we're, we're well on our way there. And I know Mick, I think because of winning the state championship. Yeah, you... we
2: still got to get through all the galactic ambitions. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you've really got to get out for a, for a celebra- celebratory evening with your good lady friend. So let's let's crack on. Um, uh, I know there's some some topics around worlds and like tournament structure changes. We'll, we'll probably discuss those on another episode. But for now, we thought you guys might be interested in. A few spoilers. Spoilers are good. Spoilers are good. Yeah, so FFG were gracious enough to send us the Scum and Villainy pod from the upcoming um, pack So Be It from next in the cycle. Uh, I'll take the objective and then we'll go around in order. Uh, So it's a uh, 5-1 Tatooine-traited Scum objective. It's Schemes and Intrigues. It's got an interrupt. that says, when this objective is destroyed, shuffle each captured card here back into its owner's deck. So rather than going back to hand and being rescued, I go back in the deck. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, it stops a lot of those um, Kraken effects that we've seen, I think. Will it stop Kraken, actually? I don't think so. Oh, conflicting, oh, conflicting advice from the world champions here.
2: Uh, I don't have it in front of me. So what, what does
0: Kraken uh, uh, say and what does... Intrigue, schemes and Intrigue says interrupt when this objective is destroyed. Shuffle each captured card back into its owner's deck.
1: Yes, a Kraken will That's to an try.
0: interrupt. That's an interrupt.
1: Yeah, Kraken says after a unit or enhancement is rescued. Right. That would never happen. So, yeah.
0: So this will stop yeah, Kraken doing this thing. Tough luck. Bye-bye.
1: But I don't I mean I don't think that's the point of this. No. I think the point is you're going to play capture effects. You're going to put a bunch of good units here and then they won't get them back, yeah. which is awesome.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 And that was always one of the weaknesses of some of the capture effects is you've taken away good cards, but man, they blow up that tattooing crash and bonanza. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, it's a good a good start to to scumpod. Let's see if they can I think that's okay.
3: Yeah. Round it out. So, Anton, do you want to take the main? Right. Yeah. think Ifon Mon is a four cost, free health scum unit. He's got two force pips, he's got a black tactics, a white tactics, and a white blast. He's got some important traits, character, force sensitive and spy. He's it I always pronounce this wrong elite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, reaction, this is a big one. After this unit places two or more focus tokens on a unit during a strike, capture that unit limit once per turn.
1: Amazing.
0: Yeah, he's he's nuts. That's really good. Two a character with two tactics on them. Regardless of that reaction, is you know it's, there's not many units that can can do that. You got Zizor, you got Palpatine. Um, and if, I don't think there's that not that many many more. Is there?
3: Thrawn? I got one. The Anzotti Elite. If <laughs> you oh, <that, laughs> really want to pull that that's one out, a yeah. Give her a lot.
0: But yeah, it, it, just being able to lock down two units or potentially capture one, you have pretty flexible options there.
2: Um... Well, it's getting stuff off the board. I mean, that's the big thing about this is uh, scum's getting some more removal and they're getting repeatable removal. Yep. I mean, that's the part that's really crazy about this. Mm. Is that nice. scarves winning edge battles and not only your, your stuff's just gone.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like, it, it also um, very important. This guy is a force sensitive um, yeah. individual, which oh, baby. oh, he, can use, oh. He, can, he can use a Sith lightsaber, <laughs> which is bonkers. <laughs> bonkers. Uh, it's even more bonkers when we finish and talking the Sith about lightsabers. The pod, so. An
2: enhancement, it is. So that means you can sell swoops to strike with him multiple times. Stop that. Uh,
1: the <laughs> The reaction is limit once per face.
2: Potem- oh, boo-hoo. Potem- yeah. 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 I,
1: yeah, I, I only captured
2: one of your units and just locked the others into oblivion. <laughs> right.
1: That's enough out of you, shield man.
2: <laughs> Actually, shields are pretty good against this guy. Yeah, That's true. Like, if, if they think they're going to be able to capture something with Ephantmon... And you go into an edge battle, you, you know, and they outbid you, you lose the edge battle, but you put in a protection from q pod. I mean, who would play q pod, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you bid a protection. Suddenly, Ifant Mon, like, he's not able to get that thing off the board.
1: Unless he has a Sith lightsaber.
3: Yeah. Unless he has a Sith lightsaber. Retactics. <laughs> Uh, but the only problem is, of course, you know Edge tactics, isn't it? Like, so yeah, you know? Have, yeah. You have to win
2: Edge. Is that a. Month, is that a numeral too? Oh,
1: it is. Mm. That's true. That's true. Uh, he does have to win Edge, Anton. That is correct. But he is also a unique scum unit. Mm. Which means mm-hmm. this dude is going to love Prince's Scheme. Oh, baby.
4: God, yeah.
1: You know what else is great about Prince's Scheme? There's a promo in that pod now. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, there, there will be. That
0: is not out yet. Tom's a happy boy with Mon it seems. So, Tom, does the, uh, does the third card in the set keep you happy?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know how to say this. Shiven? Is that a Shiven mercenary? Shivin. Sheven, maybe? Two cost. Um, the Chud, two health, uh, one Force Pip with a black unit damage and a white objective damage. He's a character, he's a mercenary. And he says reduce the cost uh, for you to play enhancements on this unit by one. So um, that seems good. Yeah. Maybe there's an enhancement in the pod? Yeah, I need two cost guys. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a two cost chud. He has a blast. An ability. Um, there's probably a good enhancement in this pod, I would think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
3: Would you put it on him? Uh no, never.
1: See? But <laughs> I mean if I don't have the other guy, maybe.
3: Yeah, I'm maybe. Yeah. I was just trying to think of other uh, scum enhancements that go on Cat, and there isn't too many. We got the free blaster pistol and the vibrate blade. The ones that come to mind. Flamethrower?
4: Flamethrower,
3: good, Throne, good Yeah. Cool.
2: I mean, it's kind of he—he he is scum affiliated, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So uh, Shad was kind of pointing this out because the Home One set just released Solidarity of Spirit, and that is pretty. That's tough to play against with hybrid decks. Yeah. Like, it's like, uh oh, you only have a couple big mains in there? Do you have anything that's a good three cost unit? But Zizor's pod's actually pretty decent against it because you get Zizor, scum unit, headhunter, scum unit, debt collector, scum unit. So if they go big, you can just drop in a Zizor if you're playing like Zizor and Sith. Or if they try to go small with a Rogue Squad or Next Wing, you could get maybe a headhunter, a debt collector. So the fact that this is a a scum affiliated unit actually is, it, it's relevant.
1: Yeah. Well, well, yeah, I think it's okay. It's an okay chud. Like
0: it's a chud. Yeah. Um, two two pips on the main, one pip on the chud. So we're quite light on the force pips for now. Let's see if that ramps up in the future cards. Uh, Mick.
2: All right. So the next card's an enhancement. Uh, head of security. Uh, this is unique. Uh, it's two costs, two pips. Uh, enhance a scum unit and it gains black tactics. So you can only have one head of security, uh, and found Mom's a pretty good head of security. Yeah, he is. Boba Fett's also a good head of security. He
1: it
2: is. also counts as an enhancement, so you could sell swoops and then strike a bunch with them oh, too. Oh, God.
4: Zizor tactics.
1: <laughs> Zizor, Zizor also
2: a good head of security. Make him a head of security. You can't put a lightsaber on Zizor. No, you can't. So I guess you do like. Double Sith lightsaber head of security on Efont Mon. Swing for five tactics, capture something. Mm-hmm. Self swoop, swing for another five k. Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: And then you keep Palpatine back for defense. <laughs> 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 <You> keep...
0: <laughs> oh, well, important thing then. This is a title. It's
2: also crazy. Yeah. Like on ETS Boba. Because you swing. You do two guns. You get a black tactics. Maybe two blast. You strike again for blast and tactics.
0: It's pretty good. It's a black tactics as well, so uh, Ifan Mon suddenly, if you put it on him, doesn't need to win that edge battle anymore to do his capture.
2: And he can do that every turn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this is really what Scum needed.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, repeatable removal to get just problem units off of
4: the board. Yeah.
1: See, now, if you have had a security in your hand, though, right, and it's it's unique, you can only have one of them play, um, and you play this chud and you only have one resource left, it costs two, which is a lot, for right, an it, yeah. for an enhancement, it's a lot. So being able to put this on the chud for one, kind of, that makes this chud better, right? Yeah, like, you could definitely,
2: I mean, you might be in a situation where you need to do that on a turn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then eventually the Chud will die. You don't care because it's unique. You might want him to die so that you can play something else. So yeah. Someone
0: else gets a promotion to head his killing.
1: Well, let's not even talk about promotion. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: That's for Navy, guys.
1: Wait, has that been spoiled? That's been spoiled. Okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> Smooth.
0: Andy. Uh, yeah, so I'm a big fan of that. The two costs, I think, keeps it in check. Um, and the unique. And the unique. But yeah, two two costs for that for for one icon. Even if it's a black tactics, um, compare that to one cost for a gun and a white tactics on the lightsaber. Oh, this is huge. lightsaber. You've got to make sure you're putting this on the right guy uh, and getting the use out of it. So that's a it's a good way to keep it balanced, I think. Um, fifth card in the set. Uh, it's actually a fake card, secret objective. It comes at uh, fate slot eight in the in the pack. It's got three force pips uh, and secret objective. If you're the attacking player, you may choose an enemy objective that you have not engaged this phase. If you do, you are now engaged with the chosen objective instead. So it's um, it's hand tricks and uh, the the, the Luke's land speeder. We've and seen a three couple dots. of
1: these already, right? Yeah, and it's three dots, it's three dots, it's three, it's three, three pips, yeah which brings us up to E,
0: which is so Arden loves this this fake pod. Uh, but, yeah, uh,
2: she does like the mission pods. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Love some mm-hmm. Arden. But yeah, it's nothing new, uh, but it's uh, it's a great 3 3. Dot edge card and you can surprise some people with uh, engaging engaging objective that perhaps they didn't shield and now you're going to go in on it. Um so yeah, it's a good it's a good fake card for sure.
2: You know, it's a good way to double engage an objective and get like two unopposed damage. Yep. Um, well, you you, can, you, 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 you have you to secret, objective, secret to objective over to your real target. And then engage, and engage it
0: properly. Then engage it. Yeah. Engage it properly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a good way of getting the double the double whack off. Yep. And um, we'll finish off. Anton, do you want to uh, do you want to take the mission?
3: Yeah. One cost mission. Scum, capture the assassin. Tatooine traitor, and it's got a reaction. After this mission is completed, capture a target enemy unit or enhancement.
1: So it has 5 health, right? Five, yeah. And it has a pip, which is good because that brings us up to 9 which is a lot for a scum pod. I like that. Um, and these missions become a lot more usable with pips. because If you yeah. don't need it, just chuck it. Um,
2: I like it. Is there a mission with no pips? I don't think... Uh, Dark, Gen- has... Dark Genocide is kind of the outlier because it has 6 health. Sure. But it costs zero. Costs. But it doesn't it have pips,
1: right? Attempt.
0: I don't think so. No, um, well,
2: does it not have pips?
0: It grabs the Sith deck.
1: <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> yeah, so, so um this this whole pod, I feel like it's gonna really bring scum oh, one, up.
3: One pip. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay, it does have a pip. Yeah. Um I think this whole pod is really gonna bring scum to like the top tier right like this is something that scum really needed yeah um although my sith love and ways immediately want two of this two zizor two bok two palp and then i'm either thinking two mara or a one mara one java's rancor split <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is gonna yeah. be ridiculous yeah like, yeah
2: i mean there is a really cool sith lightsaber elephant mom my 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 spell check always corrects E-Font mom over to elephant mom, <laughs> sure. And elephant mom loves palace. How often do you play ephon
1: mom? Oh,
0: <laughs> this is password. We know what his password is now, people.
1: Nice. Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean that that list that I just said, like it's four missions, which is excessive. But like the more I play Bach, the more I just oh, those
2: missions it. are crazy though.
1: Yeah, the more I... Every time I play like Bok, I'm like, if I have Bok in play and I don't have a mission, I want more missions in my deck. Like, I just want a mission at all times. Both of those missions are bonkers, right? Like, and you have... If you had two Zizor, two Palp, and two Afontmon, you are stacked up with tactics, with four enhancements to give units more tactics. Plus, you're just crushing edge battles, because there's tons of Force icons. You have... Princess scheme and you have a job as Rancor, yeah. That whole list will be thick. It's gonna happen. There's no
0: twist in that pod though. Now in that I list. don't need
1: twist. Two story. And then
3: you also got Zyzzor capturing. Yeah, you you, you have Princess Prince's scheme, design, so. so that's that yeah. works well enough.
1: I mean, maybe maybe you drop the one Mara and you play one Council, but like I don't think you need to. Mm. I guess maybe I have to look at the.
2: No man, you need lightsabers. <laughs>
0: Mara, every
2: day. Mara, yeah. You need Rage, still.
3: Rage is awesome. Rage on e front, Oh, oh God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Super good. Uh, It might be a little light on resources. If you go double Mara, maybe you don't play Jabba's Rancor. Maybe you do, like, a Mara and a Council, Mm -hmm. because double uh, like, you would have, this doesn't have a resource. Um, Yeah, the mission stuff doesn't have doesn't have
2: resources.
1: Yeah, and then and then you'd also have uh, you'd have Jabba's Rancor without a resource. So maybe you can't do Jabba's Rancor, but um But that would get us a twist and some card draw and... Well
0: either way, if we're just talking around the the this the new scum set, we're saying it's some great units with great reactions, lots of tactics, a mission that we're happy to see hit the board. It sounds like Lots of tips. Lots of tips just missing the resource. So if you can fit it in a deck that doesn't mind that. Sounds like this, place, this pod is going to have a place in a lot of decks. Mono Scum and Splashing into Sith.
2: Yep. Ouch. Splashing into Navy. I mean, any kind of repeatable removal.
0: Pretty much,
1: yeah. Really good. Don't Splash into Navy. Navy doesn't need that. Yeah, Navy's fine. For now. <laughs> Navy's good. But
0: yeah, so, so thanks to FFG for sending the spoilers. Evan, we love you. Uh, keep them coming. and uh, Awesome. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Great, great set to spoil. So that'll be in So Be It, which is, I believe, the next pack out in the cycle. So uh, get your get your minds juices are flowing. See what kind of decks you can build with this pod in them. And that's it for I, spoilers. Oh,
1: Tom. I was just going to say, I hope it's out by uh, our first, first regional. regional. I think our first regional is on April 30th. So there's plenty of time. Um, but
2: yeah, yeah, it could be silly.
1: so we'll
0: move on now, that's uh, spoilers done, Anton has his uh, guest topic Um, so do you want to hit us with it, Anton
3: Right guys, so I've been fighting my inner demons this week as I alluded to at the beginning of the show of uh, attempting to try and win my first tournament in three years and uh, a topic came up on Card Game DB and it was about a the importance of winning and stuff like that. So my question to you guys is how would each of you say you achieved greatness in this game and what does one have to do to be regarded as great aside from winning worlds? Does it really matter in the end? And That was you... my answer. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to move on from that do you feel any different now than you did before you were considered great and what would you what would your advice be to people like me who are oh i I've, I've been in the competitive meta for 3 years but there's people coming in and i i know they want to win everyone wants to win when they play in these tournaments what would your be advice be to them breaking into the game
1: um Break Andy's legs before he gets in the building. So <laughs> I, so I that, have, I have so, thought of doing that,
3: <laughs> so that he
0: can't make it into the building. <laughs> Tom, do you want to, well, seeing as you're talking already, let's go with you first, I guess, and we'll go round. I'll go next, and then Mick.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've played a lot of card games over time. Like, so this wasn't this wasn't my first card game. Um, with this specific game, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. I think that will. Help you get better, um, remembering where certain um, cards are, what pods they're in. Like where are your resources? Where are your fake cards? Especially twists. Um, being able to identify like what pods are in a person's deck, and um, you know, just paying attention to reactions. And there's all there's a lot of little things in this game that build up into a, uh, an overall effect of how good you are gonna be right so you might be really good about remembering your reactions but you might not pay attention to how many twists they have and you might lose a lot of games because of it um myself you know I uh, I don't know at what point you know people considered me great I I've I've always thought I was good at the game but going into worlds this year I had never won a major tournament I had uh I had never even won a store championship or a regional I had I had top-cut many of them. Um, I've won lots of game night kits, but I had never won uh, basically a store championship or above. I came in second at nationals, so I got really close. Um, But I really... What I tell a lot of people, at least with major tournaments, is that I think skill um, is more important to get you into the cut. And then it takes a little bit of luck to finish it off, right? Like, if you're playing in a tournament with 120 people, I guarantee uh, more than 16 of those people are top 16 quality players, right? So not everybody's going to make it every time, um, but your skill is going to help you win the early games and hopefully not get swept in the later rounds, uh, which generally will let you uh, make it into a top cut. But once you hit that top cut, you're playing against everybody who's should be equal uh, skill level, so if both players are playing their best games and not making any mistakes, uh, a little bit of luck goes a long way, right? Like, I, I drew really well in the finals this year. All of my games, I... I seemed to get the cards I needed when I needed them, and things just came together. Um, I don't think I made a lot of play mistakes. Uh, there might be a couple small things if I if I went back and watched some of the games that I have recorded. Um, so so not making any mistakes obviously helps, but getting the cards that you need also helps. So yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and the last the last point, I guess that uh, for Anton's question, Tom, does it really matter in the end? Do you think? But what matter? Being great. Being a god is
1: great. I so I think there's a certain level of like newer players looking up to you. Like I I got some um I got some people interested in the game locally who kind of just had this attitude of like they wanted to play with the world champion type thing, or they wanted to learn from the world champion. Um But I also think you can you can do certain things like I I tried to use the fact that I won in the popularity behind what I had going on. And I used that to promote the Skype community. Right. Yeah. And I, and I started this and I, I started forming that Skype community. And if I have to be honest, I did very little other than promoting the Skype community. I played with a lot of my friends, but as it started getting larger and we hit store championship season. And since I play uh, three of these games and I organize all the events for my local store, um, I've played very little on Skype over the last couple months, but um, all the other people who have gotten involved because they heard about it from what I promoted—you know—they're the people that are really keeping it going. Yeah. You know, and it seems like I, I check in every once in a while. There's a great Facebook group, uh, Andy. I'm sure you'll put the link in the the ding, ding. the chat. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, just anything you can do like that—you know—to bring a positive. Um, impact to the game and the community from being considered great, I guess. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, So let's try and answer this. I'm looking at the the written version of it so I don't miss anything. How would you say each of you achieved greatness and what do you have to do to be regarded as great? I kind of I don't see that I am Anton. I've got out of the three of us here that you're asking a question, Mick and Tom have very, very definitely got uh, a, a crowning moment that kind of puts them in that camp, and uh, that's winning the world championships. I
1: don't have that, um, but you've consistently won lots of bigger events. So yeah, your like,
2: regional's performance
0: last year was down to nice. a
1: deck that needed to be eroded.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think. Um, well, just just before I guess before you guys chip in, I, Anton, I think. I don't think I am, I just think I'm a, I'm a consistently good player but we're getting to the point now, especially here in the UK where there's eight, ten of us that can easily turn up to nationals and take it and we're all kind of on the same level so I wouldn't call myself any greater than than any of those other nine gents of which you're one of them um, I think I was just, i basically I'm just a guy who two years ago decided that no one other than Team Covenant was doing LCG Star Wars videos, so I decided to buy a video camera and take it to the regional where I met you. And you beat me that that year, so um, that's, I don't think, other than Worlds or a national champion, like if you're a two or three time national champion, that probably helps cement you as one of the greats. Uh, But I I don't think, I don't think I'm a great. Does it matter in the end? I think to some people it'll matter more. it would, uh, it would be really nice for, for one of us two to come back next year and, uh, and take the world championship and actually, you know, be able to say, speak with authority on the same kind of level as, as Mick and Tom and, and kind of uh, have some jokes about it. But uh, I think it matters most for like what Tom said for building the community. Um, it's, at the end of the day, it's a title and a play map for you. But if you can use that as a stepping stone to build a Skype group or get new players into the game or just enhance people's experience or that's the best thing you can do with greatness. I think is is is, is share it. Um, do I feel any different now than I did before? No, because I don't think I, I'm still just that guy who turns up to tournaments with a with a camera and asks to film it. Uh, what do you advise be to those breaking into the competitive game? Kind of what Tom and Mick said f- for me: just be consistent, go to as many tournaments as you can if you if you're looking to break into the competitive scene. You, there's, there's only one way of doing that and it's playing competitively um, against other great players so go to as many tournaments as you can rather than friendly nights and uh, eventually, eventually you know you'll you'll win one um, and if you win three four five six in a season you'll feel you'll feel good and you'll have a wall of trophies uh, but I don't I don't necessarily think it makes you great so but thanks it's nice that you're asking me that so but uh, no I don't think I am Mick,
2: how about you? Oh boy, uh, I'm just trying to remember all of the points in this question. Yeah, so I can read it off again. With it. Uh, no, no, that's okay. Um, uh, I just really enjoyed playing the game, and when the game when I saw that it was coming out, it was uh, around the right time for me to get into something full hearted, and I, I loved the game. Um, I love all of the decision points in this game. I think there's so many, there's so many instances where it's like, well, what are all of my choices this turn? And because you're drawing six cards a turn, there's a lot of combinations, a lot of possibilities every single turn. And it definitely rewards players who navigate through those choices um, and and try to. Um, push their advantages at the right times um, it I, I i played i wound up doing well in the very first tournament that they had the may the fourth regional around here i'd never i hadn't played against very many other people so when i went there first tournament 40 50 people and came in second place that was uh thrilling um and uh winning worlds back in 2014 just just blew me away uh, uh there were i had endorphins for months afterwards it blew Tyler away too really thrilling <laughs> <laughs> um but then it started like the mind game started to set in too of like what am i gonna play i have to have some,
1: some the expectations of winning
2: yeah the expectations of winning <laughs> Uh, I showed up to uh, Madison, uh, brought some fun decks for a regional. I was playing a dark side pilot's deck and a light side pilots deck, which I knew was high variance and it just um, didn't pop that time around. And it's like, hmm, And I make play mistakes too. Uh, definitely playing around the local area. Uh, Shad points out a lot of my oversights. Um, if I branch out and try to play different decks, and I do try to play different decks, but it's something you have to practice for a while before you really start seeing the synergies, the combos, what to mulligan, what to keep, what you're trying to build to on a certain turn. Um, so just throwing away a deck because you haven't won with it you know, for three games or so. Um, I mean, sometimes there might be something in that deck that... Uh, can really work. You just haven't practiced it enough. Other times, like the deck, you know, like other times, you can just tell the deck's terrible, and you, you got to throw it away. Um, yeah. Let's see. Where was it going with this?
4: Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mis- play mistakes. Uh, the the video we posted of me and my game against Johnny. That was uh, that was really interesting because we did the commentary for it. And Even in the commentary looking through it did not notice and it was Mitchell who finally caught it that I could have won that game I could have won that game. All I needed to do was uh, free up my yoda to attack lockdown Vader uh, Lock down Vader if he doesn't block bat Vader out of the sky if he does block and then I had the, the blast I needed with unopposed and shields on the other ones, but and I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, why did I miss that play? Yeah. like And that's where the mind game set in. You know, why did I miss that play? And it had been, I don't know, at that point, seventh round, like, eight hours, nine hours of playing cards. So it takes its toll. I tend not to think that I get fatigued. I, I actually think in the long run I, I generally play better and better. Or at least I don't degrade as quickly as some of my opponents in the later rounds. That I get more focused. Um, so I'm not sure what happened. The, the only thing I can really think of is I knew that it was probably going to be my last turn and the way that he attacked, he had locked down my Leia and my Yoda. And when that happened, it was like, well, I got to draw into the answers. And uh, as far as I was concerned, like I didn't have a Yoda anymore.
4: Yeah.
2: But I definitely have to fix that. Like realize that when I get those cards, like, I could have a Yoda again. Um, and, you know, it's like an oversight, but you, you kind of hold yourself to a high bar, too. Like, I shouldn't have made that mistake. Um, you
1: played you played the Trust Your Feelings on Luke, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I put the
2: Trust yeah. Your Feelings on Luke, because, you know, that's what you put on Luke.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> like, Trust Your Feelings, when you see that card, you normally think, this lets me double strike.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Like, you don't think, like... This is just a force reju for one tactics right now because that's what I need right like, um, because if you picked up a force reju, you would have been like, oh, one. force reju Yoda win, you would have seen that. It's just that's what that card does. I, that's not what trust your feelings I, normally I th- does.
0: I think that's the hidden kind of part of this question. If I'm if I'm not miss, missing anything, Anton, is is that in the same breath that world champions miss tr- triggers, miss miss plays, and and lose games occasionally because of it. Um, that doesn't. On the same, by the same token, it doesn't mean that people who haven't won a world championship can't talk in a forum about this game. There's plenty of people, yourself included, who do a great job for this community. And, and you know, there can only be one world champion each year, one national champion each year. That, that all the great members of this community that contribute so much on the forums, on Facebook, on these YouTube channels, on other podcasts. They don't need to have that trophy, I don't think, to, to, to validate them, to, to to make them a valuable part of the community.
2: Uh, yeah, and I love going out of the way and seeing what other people are doing, what decks people are playing, what ideas they have, um, the innovations people have, have done. like. I, I absolutely love seeing what um, I think Scotty and Josh Johnson are some of the most innovative deck builders that, that I that I know, that I see the way they talk about the game. Um, so I just like hearing other takes on things. And then I'll like take it back, experiment with it, see if it works for me.
1: Well, that's, that's one of the things that I loved about playtesting for Worlds in Skype last year, was that I was playtesting with... These guys right here, Andy and Anton and and um, Neil. Did I meet John Paul before that? I don't remember. Maybe. Maybe. I might have. Um, but like you know, we were play testing a lot on Skype, so I was playing with a meta that was totally unlike what we like. They were playing a lot of Arden, and we were completely dismissing her at that point. And then I was play testing with like Matt Brown. Amazing, she is pretty good. But I was play testing <laughs> with yeah, like, Matt Brown and Nate Tripp.
2: What? You played some Arden at your last
4: tournament.
1: I did. Arden, sweet.
4: She's gorgeous. <laughs>
1: Arden's super good. You're welcome. To, I, you're welcome. Bach made me like her even more because he gave me more ways to get her into play for free, yeah. which is yeah. great. Um, but she's she's good. She's
3: really good.
0: So I don't know if, if hopefully that answered the question. Anton, any any follow ups for the, for the individuals?
3: Um, no, I, I guess what I can take from all your comments is it's maybe it's not greatness we're all trying to achieve but as a community like a council we we everyone contributes their own personal piece of greatness to make this game just the, the way the, the way it is yeah. So, yeah. I'll, I'll take a positive from that and um, I'll just try harder and build better decks but I still keep my still keep
1: innovating <laughs> 10 this this
2: what? many is he going over 10 pods I'm
1: Todd. I'm
3: Todd. yeah what <laughs> hey, that's another anab- di- yeah that's another discussion from another podcast <laughs> another time yeah
1: yeah, yeah I, I think I think just keep playing keep trying things keep innovating I mean the 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 big thing is really the community for this game and these games right it's not just star wars i've met so many of the thrones community now and the netrunner community and really the thing that's great about the fantasy flight games it really comes down to they're great games they're very fun they're very strategic i love competing in them but they also have great communities you know and um worlds to me like two years ago like it was i was brand new to the game i had played for a couple months i just wanted to go and play i didn't know anybody and from there every year worlds is more of like a social thing than a competition like i was really like all right let's go we're gonna go have beers with andy and mick and just hang out and then it was like oh i made the top cut great let's go have more beers (laughs) and then i won and then i got silly strings it was bad but uh (laughs) It, no, like, it's it's the community that's really great. That's the the big thing with these games is that, um...
2: And the community right. helps, I mean, they help the other players get better, too. Like yeah. You, you can... You, we usually have a discussion near the end of the game of, like, what the turning point in the game was, um... Uh, and you can you can often trace it back to one or two plays that one of the sides made that really opened things up. Now, of course, sometimes one of the deck just is on fire and draws better. Um, I've often said like if if one of the decks draws really well, the other one deck draws terrible. Of course, the game's lopsided. But if they're both drawing kind of in the middle, I mean that's where you can use your your book right to draw upon your experiences to figure out how to navigate that field like I love playing in the middle I actually love playing at the low end where both of the decks are drawing really poorly too
1: I like when five turns into the game I'm like I haven't seen a Sith library and then I pick up six cards and shit there's five Sith libraries (laughs) that's great that's where they are that's where they were the whole time awesome
2: when Edge of Darkness came out, Shad uh, built a scum Sith hybrid deck to try out the new scum pods. And the deck's doing really, really well against me. Like, it's played, you know, a hit a Sith Library every turn. It's got Vader out, Royal Guards. It's got Palpatine out. It turns out that the bottom 20 cards of his deck are all the scum cards. We <laughs> forgot <Yeah>. to shuffle. <laughs>
0: Genius. Genius. Shad, uh, we love, love you. you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Man. This this is really powerful. It's, it feels just like running mono Sith. Oh wait.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've hit Council and Vader and Emperor. <laughs> My lord.
1: Well, first turn, yeah, that's that's bonkers. Well, yes, yeah, so I hope
0: that answered the question, Anton. And, and as always, if anyone's got any kind of follow-ups to that, you can, you can find pretty much all of us on Card Game DB or on Twitter, apart from Mick, who doesn't have a handle. The rest of us are below. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, cheers for coming on, Anton. As always, you're, you're welcome on the council anytime, mate. As, as a, a bit of a founding member, you're always welcome back. So it's good to see you again and, and, and yeah, get your participation before we sign out then for this episode uh, Mick any, any shout outs before we go
2: uh, you got me thinking about the math team again Ooh, baby. yep. congratulations all you guys I know some of you may watch this <laughs>
0: <laughs> well done congratulations guys uh, Anton anything from you any shout outs
3: I'll shout out to Mick Paget, who runs the Lost Ark Steering Games he continuously year on year will put Events on, even if it's to the cost of his own, because of the way these games are. But he continues to put good events on, and just a great shout out to him.
0: Yeah. Is that lost Ark in Stevenage. Yeah,
1: yep. great venue. You've been there, so check it out if you can. Um, Tom. Um, yeah, I mean, we like I said, we just had a great, uh, great store championship. Thank everybody that came out. You know, it was it was great. But specifically, uh, John Heath Clark. He uh, he's he's the guy in New York. Uh, that promo that I showed earlier, he's the guy that makes all that stuff happen. Um, so he's uh, he he got his community together. They came up with um, four people for our regional, which I mean, not for our store championship, which obviously helped make that store championship what it was. Cause uh, you got four people traveling for three, four hours for a store championship. That's pretty good. Um. But, uh, yeah, these custom promos are great. Uh, he also posted a masterful manipulation promo. Um, I'm not sure what that one's coming out for, but, uh, yeah, John does a lot for the community. So yeah. shout out to John. Out good out to good stuff. Um, I'm sure we're going to have him on the council at some um, point soon. We've
0: already set those wheels in motion, I think, so we just need to, to book, a, book a day. So awesome. That'll be good. That'll be a good day. Uh, for me, I think a bit like you guys, there's, uh, there's two stores specifically that I've seen run great store championships. Um one is is Richard, up at Sanctuary Games, uh, kind of in the middle of the country. Uh, I'll put a logo and a link to all these guys down in the description. Richard's doing a great job of building all the um, FFG, LCGs, the communities, getting them bolstered up in his store. So keep it up, Richard. And uh, you'll see me there. You're one of our regionals this year for Star Wars is uh, at Sanctuary Games as well. So I will be there. Uh, the other store championship was a Uh, a store that moved in Sheffield not too far from me it's Patriot Games in Sheffield and they've got a fantastic new venue Uh, really gorgeous new store with plenty of play space and a huge amount of stock but a specific thanks to uh, Jim and to Sally for running a great day we had a good turnout it was about 8 I think, 8 to 10 Um, so it was a pretty middle of the road level attendance but it was a really smoothly run tournament and, and Jim and Sally made us all feel really welcome so thank you thank you for making some Star Wars players very comfortable and very happy uh, a couple of weeks back it is appreciated but I think that wraps it up for, for episode eight uh, wars not make one great I hope I hope you believe us Anton so just keep keep your nose to the grindstone and uh, you know that trophy will be yours I'm sure but uh, thanks for joining us for episode 8 and uh, we will sign out and see you next time on episode 9 see you